You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. Hello, hey. hello. Hey, hey, hey. Testing, testing. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Nope. Not answering that one. What's up, guys? It's Freddie Correa and... Lizzie Correa. And you are listening to... Thanks for the Invite podcast with... Freddie Correa. Correa. Here we are in uh, Barcode. Is that the name of this place? Barcode? Yeah. Barcode Grill? I don't know. I just know Barcode. Get closer. Oh, my. Because I have it set up really low because of the traffic passing okay. by. Barcode, yes. <laughs> barcode. We are right now on the patio of this fine grill and bar. This is where Tino has his comedy show every what is it today? Friday? Friday. Every Friday. He has a comedy show at 10 p.m. It's free. No cover. Great comics. We got here a little early today. It's, it hasn't even... Uh, the sun hasn't set yet. We're on Flamingo, close to Maryland. And it's hot as balls. 111 degrees, babe. And you're doing a podcast outside. We're doing a podcast like Chip Chipperson. Yes, we're doing a podcast out here because inside is a little too loud. And we didn't even ask permission, so hopefully we don't get kicked out. <laughs> hey, but we're ordering some food and drinks, so. Yeah. I told them we're here for the comedy show, so hopefully they won't bug us. But yeah, we're set up out here, man. We're out here. And today, uh, well, Roberto, my co-host, he's coming in a little bit. He's uh, he's taking a shit. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah. He's doing what he does best. I did not need to know such information. And he sells inside, ordering some food. Um, and our guest today is Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. <laughs> UFC fighter Dean Thomas. Look him up, guys. He's on um, that show with Dana White. Yeah. Looking for a fight. Hi. Hey, what's up, Dean? Look who just showed up. Dean, Dean, Dean. Hi. Hello. <laughs> we, just give your, we just gave your introduction, brother. Oh, are y'all, you started already? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just doing a little intro. Go ahead, have a seat, brother. No, you're good. Hand over the mic to you're Roberto. You're good, brother. I kind of <laughs> wanted to give the listeners a scenario of where we're at. We're doing an on-site. This is how we used to do the podcast back, back then. Oh, really? Thank on-site? you, baby. Thank you for the intro. There goes Lizzie Correa with the fine ass. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, bro, we used to... Um, well, before Roberto, this is Roberto, by the way. Roberto. Yeah, I just met him at the bar. Yeah, as my co-host. Yeah, I was, he was like, yeah, I, just I thought he was like, he's like, like a ninja. Dean? Just walked up behind him, like, hey, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was a fan, and then he's like, I'm with, yeah, I'm with Freddie. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> <laughs> is not a fan. Right, so, so the way we got the, the the audio set up because we got cars passing by, you got to get really close to the to the, and I'll monitor it. I'll have headphones, so I'll monitor. It. Okay, you but um, yeah. the way we do it like that, you won't even, you'll barely hear the cars passing by. But yeah, man, um, you just came up on Dean, huh? You didn't yeah, do dude. the bear hug? No, I, he could probably kill me if oh. I did that. <laughs> he would have had your swift elbow to the forehead. Dean right now, uh, he just stopped by. He's actually in training camp with Amanda Nunez. Yeah, yeah. The champ. So crazy. Yeah, That's so, awesome. Um, yeah. You know, but the thing is, and I was telling you earlier, man, like, fighters are so, like... They're fighters, so they fight with everything. You know, you they, you can't even get an answer out of them. Like, hey, uh, what time do you think? And they'll fight with you on it. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know yet. Just tell me later. Ask me later. So, like, I was able to come out and do this. Um, oh, said, nice. Just please uh, give me an hour and a half. To uh, thank you so much, Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. yeah. We just did a show on Monday night and, uh, at LA Comedy Club. Nice. 
Killed it, by the way. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, nah, man. I mean, you know, I had a good host, you know, who, <laughs> who, who, who yeah, I had a good host who, uh, who warmed them up for me. It, it's funny. We were talking about bombing in the green room. Yeah. And the very show after that, I, I was telling Dean, I'm like, yeah, man, bombing sometimes sucks. It sticks with you overnight. Or sometimes you just laugh about it. I bombed right after that. <laughs> he comes out. Yeah. He comes, yeah, it's funny because he comes out and he's like. And I can see your your face was a little disheveled and like you were sweating. Like you just you just found out you got AIDS or something. Like, did, you, did you like tell the same jokes or yes, a, a different does, crowd? I don't understand how that works, man. Yeah, like, different crowd, but I didn't connect in the beginning. It got a little awkward. Uh, like you, I got heckled. You ate a plate. Oh, did you? It got a little heckle, and then it just went it just went sideways. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes I do shit that it's not planned. And I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? And then when I do shit that's not planned and it works, I'm like. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I ran out of there, and Dean was out there with um, Adam, Adam Hunter, and chatting, and uh, and I ran out there with a big smile on my face, all happy. I'm like, bro, you should have seen me right now. I just bombed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's great though, man, because like I wish I had seen it because I yeah. want to see how you guys like react to that. And like, and like we talked, man, yeah. like I get it. You know what I mean? Because I mean I don't fully get it because I haven't experienced it yet. I'm just getting started. Yeah. But I want to be able to get it and understand it and see how you guys deal with it because, yeah. like, I know, you know, I'm one show away from just, like, standing up there by myself with so my nuts So you have an experience to get where you bomb? Not fully. Not yeah. to the point where it was, like, really awkward and uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's times where. How, how about you, Roberto? Yeah, you, I've I've made a few bags. You've been of in it for two years. Before. Yeah, bags two years. Yeah, dude. It, <laughs> it'll happen where you, you know you think you feel good, right? You feel yeah. like this is gonna be a good night. You get up there and like the first joke doesn't land. So you're like, okay, all right, let me let me readjust. Yeah, it's and like then getting second jab. joke doesn't land. And you're like, oh shit, it's happening. And the third one doesn't land, and yeah. all of a sudden you realize like. I just got kicked in the nuts. I'm about yeah. to fight my way out of this. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. Like, no matter what you try, you just try and try, and they're just looking at you like, can you hurry the fuck up? Yeah. You so start you just, grossing them out. You stay, yeah, they look, at, <laughs> they look at you like a homeless person, like, oh, fuck, get off Asking the stage. Asking for money or something. Yeah, yeah. like, ugh. Just give me a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just one laugh, baby. Just give me one. Yeah. Yeah, I think my worst show probably, like, and, and I felt like I bombed, and I guess it wasn't, like, totally bad, but it uh -huh. was the last time we performed together at... At at the the comedy, comedy club. A couple months yeah. ago. Yeah, a couple of months yeah. ago. And like and for me, like I felt like that was a bomb. But I mean I got a couple chuckles, so I mean it wasn't like yeah. totally dead, but like it wasn't like You weren't satisfied though. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. satisfied. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. like I wasn't like, man, I didn't walk out like, yo, I killed it, dog. Yeah, I yeah. did it. Yeah. But I was just kinda like, Yeah, I guess this wasn't, you know, my night. Yeah, yeah. But like but I'm but I'm dying to almost experience that where it's like That's I'm up good, there man. and it's like Crickets, it's very, crickets, it's very crickets, humbling. Crickets. Yeah. Like you really walk away going, yeah, fuck, I need to get better or mm -hmm. I need to write more or I need to work on my tone or my rhythm. Like you actually go back yeah. trying to get better. Well, and the best thing is bombing in front of a real audience too because I was telling you yeah. like out here we have a lot of open mics, same as any other city probably. Of course, yeah. Where you're bombing in front of comics but they're not really giving you a real feedback. No, yeah, yeah, they yeah. never They just want to get up. yeah. They don't yeah. give a fuck about your jokes. <laughs> like, especially if you're redoing your set. Like, if you're working on You've a set you have, yeah. and might, you might change a few things, but in general, they already know your set. Right. So to them, they're just going to stare at you like, all right, dude. Yeah. And then what's fucked up, it's like, you'd think comedians would be the more supportive ones, but it's a complete opposite. Yeah, I, yeah. I did notice that, man. Yeah. Like, comedians don't really seem all that supportive of each other. They seem right. to be, like, we're, we're almost so jealous of each other uh, if, they get, if they're, like, getting <laughs> yeah, good yeah, laughs. yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, is I mean, it like it, that? Some people are like, like I mean, if it's somebody, it could be I, like that. Yeah, if it's somebody I know and it's friends, I actually try and listen to their set. Yeah, because sometimes, like even Freddie and I, like we'll get off stage and be like, "Oh, your tag could have done better this yeah. way," or we'll actually try to help each other out in that moment. Yeah, but you're right. There are some comedians that just stare at you like. You know, yeah, almost well, like with discontent. I mm-hmm. did um, two open mics here yeah. while I was in town, and 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 you know, I'm a supportive dude, man. Like that's just me. So I'm like giving them pity laughs. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody's laughing, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I get it. So I'm at the open mic giving them pity laughs, just trying to be supportive. Yeah. Yeah. But like everybody else is just kind of like, ah, fuck yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah. They've seen it before. They heard it before. That's the biggest thing. Is like you've seen the set before. Yeah. Like there's there's some comedians that do their sets so they do their sets so verbatim uh-huh. that you actually like fall you can you know what the exact word that's coming and yeah, yeah like at one point I actually just started saying the joke not out loud but mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like wording it in my head yeah. reading it out loud I'm like yeah and there's the punchline yeah yeah <laughs> you know so I, yeah. I get it sometimes you're not gonna laugh because you know it yeah and and then what I sometimes what I don't like is uh. Like some comedians will will try to do like inside jokes when there is an audience. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Like they try and make comedians laugh, and there's like maybe eight uh, people me, there. Me and Dean were talking about that in the green room last time. Like sometimes uh, comedians start writing for comedians, and, mm-hmm. and the 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 mistake you could fall into is that when you go perform in front of a real crowd at mm-hmm. a comedy club, you're gonna eat shit because yeah. there's there's some open micers in, in Vegas that are great open micers Mm -hmm. but I've seen him perform in clubs and eat a big pile of dog shit because you can't just go up there and do all the edgy shit all the baby rape jokes and (laughs) you know it's gotta be very well crafted to the point where people like think it's smart enough to them to comprehend a baby rape joke you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like you really have to craft something good most of the time though if I get to real that's what I like about Vegas yeah audiences are very transient yeah, like uh, so, like open mics, you're gonna get the same regulars. But yeah. when you go to like club shows or if you do a show, get a fresh at crowd. a strip, you yeah. always get fresh crowds. Oh yeah, I and yeah. especially crowds that aren't from here. Yeah, yeah, and even tourists. And yeah. tourists might have different sensibilities to what you think is funny. Local jokes. That's another yeah, thing we're talking local about. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, local yeah. jokes. Local so, jokes. Me and Dean had our own podcast. With no microphones. This is great you're bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's revisit that, yeah. Because it's true. It's funny. You weren't even there, Berto, but that's exactly what we were saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the... Uh, so we were talking about that, and, and you could have comics that do local jokes, local references, and it's like people aren't from Vegas. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about, unless it's something around the strip, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even inside the casino at that moment. Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. But it's true. It's it's totally true. Like you have to, especially in Vegas, you definitely have to approach your your material in a way to where you're actually trying to make an audience laugh. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes you do want to do a baby rape joke. Out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> baby rape joke. Baby rape joke. <laughs> well, like, you got to be sharp because you yeah. know, like this is the place yeah. where. Entertainment is king. Like everybody comes here to be entertained, pretty much. So yeah. yeah. So if you if you doing stand up comedy, you have to enter. Like that's what they. I mean, especially if they're not from here, they're going out to laugh at you. So yeah, of course, yeah, you got to be on point. It, it's funny because working at the comedy club, a lot of the comics are from L.A. Bay Area. Everybody wants to get to Vegas. Everybody, like all these comics from L.A., New York. Everybody wants to come out here because everybody ends their career out here. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're starting yeah. at the end. Of the yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
and I have zero. And then you have comics, comics in Vegas that their desire is to go to L.A. and go do auditions and do yeah. all this stuff. And mm-hmm. me, I have zero. And I know you. I know, I know there's several people have zero desire of leaving Vegas because there's so much to do out here. There really is a lot is. of work yeah. for you guys, right? A lot, yeah, of work. a lot of work. There really is a lot of work. And the lifestyle is great. The cost of living is low. Yeah. You got MMA all over the place, you know? You know, so we're, we're, we're spoiled. Now we're getting uh, football, yeah, hockey. Dude. Yeah, this is, this is definitely going to be the premier city of the, uh, of, these, of the states. That's kind of what they're pushing for is to make this like the entertainment in a way, it already is. I mean, it already is, it already but like is, it's just yeah. really. But I mean, it's it's like the entertainment. It's like Sin City for. I mean, everybody like yeah, America's playground yeah, yeah, for everybody yeah. else. Yeah. But I feel like now it's going to be for the locals too with the football team and yeah. now I got a hockey team. So yeah, gonna be really good for you guys out here. Yeah, exactly. Oh shit, I forgot to do our uh, plugs in the in the beginning. Can we you do didn't plug me? I didn't plug you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Roscoe, uh, we've been doing a podcast. Already over like a year and a half. Like probably. a year and a half now, yeah. I've been doing, I've been doing thanks for the invite for four years, but I never had a co-host. And then uh, I finally, uh, me and him just clicked. He started doing comedy. Made out. Him, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's a graphic design artist. Uh, okay. So he does logos for a lot of the comics out here, mm-hmm. a lot of companies. So plug your stuff real quick, your website. Yeah, yeah. And all uh, stuff. For all things comedy, at Birdo Laughs. For yeah. all things art, at Orozco Design. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And Dean, where can people find you on social media? Social media at Dean Thomas, but Dean is spelled D-I-N yeah. Thomas. So it's D-I-N Thomas. And mm-hmm. everything is consistent. I got Facebook, Instagram, that's Twitter, at all Dean Thomas. Yeah, that's perfect, man. And then uh, you, you've recently been, you've been part of the last two seasons, right? Is it two seasons? Uh, of, looking, for- uh, looking for a fight? Yeah, well, I, I did the last episode of the first season. Yeah. And then I've been a part of the uh, set season two, so. So the last episode... Uh, is this strictly on YouTube? Yeah, it's strictly it's on YouTube and uh, on UFC, UFC Fight Pass. Fight Pass. A uh, Fight Pass. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now the 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 episode where you did comedy. Yeah, that was the last season. Yeah, that was uh, season one. Season the last one? episode of season one. Okay, the last. And that episode. was my very first time doing stand up comedy. This is ever. how he yeah. got. This is yeah, how he yeah, got yeah, into ever. comedy. So, wow. Yeah, so it's crazy, and that's why I feel so bad. Like how I got into it. Like everybody started off like at the bottom, you know, working their way up through the open mics. <laughs> so my very first time doing stand up comedy was at the Laugh Factory in yeah. L.A. Nice, yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> awesome. With Dana White and um, and uh, Matt, Matt Sarah, yeah. So that's like dope. it was so on the on the ticket was it was like Dana White, Matt Sarah, um, uh, what's his name? They all did stand up that yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's um, crazy, man. It was That's part awesome. of the show, also, and it's so funny. Uh, I don't think I'm giving it away too much, but you guys, listeners, got to go watch it. But it's so funny when they find out when Dana White finds out that you have improv background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you have improv background, you cheater. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it was an amazing. It was an amazing lineup. Like, uh, like David Spade also performed. Wow. I mean, it was like. I mean, it was such a surreal experience. Like, yeah. I just it was really crazy. But yeah, I have I have improv experience. So like, yeah. I'm used to being on stage in front of people, but um. But not telling jokes in that fashion. Yeah, yeah. So that's what was hard for me. Yeah. How, yeah. Long, how long ago was it when you did uh, improv, when you started doing improv? Well, have I, I've been doing improv for like six years now. Really? really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, like, wow. yeah, improv for like about six years. Yeah, see, like, another that's thing cool. we're talking about is like, is like comics that end up doing stand-up comedy, they, there's an outlet. They're looking for it. Sometimes they don't mm-hmm. know it yet. Yeah. And it's like, even though you got into MMA... 
at a very young age and, and got into the UFC, um, you know, you had your career there. And now as a coach, you still need that outlet, that funniness, you yeah. know, to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to make people laugh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's crazy, too, because it's worked for me. Like for some reason, like, you know, with my with, the, with my background and doing all that stuff, like I've been able to blend it all like with the, like the, the two arts together, the performing arts yeah. and the martial arts. I've been able to blend it together. Yeah. And like I don't know with the UFC I've had this outlet like doing podcasts like this and yeah. being able to, you know, Adam Hunter, you know, throwing the shows which is kind of a largely MMA crowd, so I'm able to yeah. get spots on over there. So and looking for a fight, like using that, that comedic timing for looking for a fight. Yeah. Just it's been able to work for me. Dude, and, that's good, man. And, and you know, even though like it, like let's say you perform in front of Adam Hunter's crowd that's a lot of MMA followers. Mm-hmm. I think it's it would be such a great benefit to your comedy to talk about don't like don't don't hesitate to talk about MMA on stage because you're mm-hmm. you're bringing these people into this world that they know about it. MMA is huge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, whole United yeah. States knows about MMA. And it's like you're bringing in the audience into this like when you tell the story of BJ Penn, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. You bringing in people, you're like a great storyteller. You're bringing in people and telling it's like telling it in front of your group of friends, but now you're telling it in front of strangers. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing yeah. them into your world. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like for a long time I stayed away from talking from being a cable technician, a cable guy, and then I realized I'm like, I don't really know any other cable guy that's a comic. Right, right. You know, right. I know Larry. Yeah, Jim yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jim> Carrey. <laughs> but, yeah, but they're fake. They're fake. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're fake. Yeah. So like there, I can make a bit out of that or something, you know, but yeah, and I know there's other MMA uh, fighters that are doing comedy now, but it's like, it's like to bring them into your world, man. It's amazing, you know? Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm learning. I'm trying to study and I'm learning as much as I can about comedy. Like I said, I've, I've been kind of grandfathered into this position. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've had like this amazing, like, you know, these benefits from it, you know, like being like being able to like call Jim Norton and get advice from him. It's just wow. been like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. So like he, he gives me advice. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. When you tell me last time, I'm like. He has Jim Norton on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jim Norton on my ear like two hours a day. Because <laughs> I love listening to uh, Jim and Sam in the morning, you know? That's yeah, awesome. so I mean, I've been, I've been blessed, man. You know, I've been blessed. And, uh, have you been on Jim's uh, show on Sirius uh, uh, or uh, the Matt Sarah yeah, one? Yeah, I've, I've been on the show with Matt, so him and Matt Sarah. Him and Matt Sarah, yeah. the podcast. Uh, yeah. That's dope, dude. Yeah, That's so, awesome. In fact, like, and whenever an episode drops, I normally go up there. And we do a show together, so oh wow, um, I'm kind of due. I'm because we just dropped another episode this week, so I'm actually due to go up there, dude. Damn, dude. So how long have you been doing comedy now? Like it's been a year. It's been a year, like a full a year, year, full wow. year, yeah, full year. Yeah. Damn, dude. You, you, you took the elevator real quick. That's yeah. Good. I mean, but I feel That's bad great. about it. I really no. Do. You like, shouldn't though. No, I, I don't I do. think you should. I mean, I, I get the the perspective of like all these other people, but. It, you know, it that's that's how it ended up being, and it's good. I, I don't, you know, I don't no, see how that's a bad thing. No, it, it's it's not really a bad thing. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm blessed. Yeah, it's but, a blessing. But, but for the same reason yeah, why everybody was talking you. about, you know, CM Punk getting his opportunity in the yeah. UFC, and everybody's like, he doesn't deserve it. So like, I felt like that with comedy. So like, out of respect to real comedians, I'm going back and doing open mics, and I'm really trying to work on my craft. Yeah, out of so, respect yeah. to that's the humble. Craft. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, but but like comedy stand-up comedy it's just fucking jokes 
You know, I get it, the whole CM Punk part, because, I mean, that shit's fighting. You're training. That doesn't happen on stage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, uh, unless, yeah, unless Tino's around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that video, that's the best video I've ever seen, man. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a good kick, though? That was a good kick. That was well a good, timed well-formed and, kick. Yeah. yeah. Well executed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, they played that video on, on Joe Rogan's podcast, and... Um, Rogan called it. He's like, this kid has MMA experience for sure. For sure he has MMA experience. And, yeah, he's actually a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I mean, you don't kick in jiu-jitsu, but. <laughs> but you're limber enough to yeah. decimate someone's sternum. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I get it, though, like what you're saying out of respect. And that that's cool, bro, that you feel that way. Because, yeah, for but, sure. But at the same time, if anybody wants to hate, they could go fuck themselves. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of the, yeah, yeah. the way I look at it. Like, yeah. other people's success doesn't really affect you, though. Right. You know right. what I mean? Because like, if other people are too worried about oh, other how, people. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Like, worry about yourself and move forward. Yeah. Just because somebody else got a better gig or a better... That doesn't mean that they're better than you. It just means that's the way the cards were dealt. Yeah. That's like if uh, I, like, started MMA and, like, all of a sudden I'm knocking dudes out and then all of a sudden I'm in the UFC. Like, kind of like with the, the whole CM Punk thing. It's yeah. like... I can see why people be like, oh, this guy's, you know, but didn't he win? Like, didn't he? No, man. He's You'll be like, like Homer Simpson. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just tire them out. They just punch you and punch you. You just stand there and then you just push him and tip him over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. I'm just joking, bro. No, I'm but I, I, but I really love like, appreciate the scene, though. Like, I like no, seeing yeah, you guys. Yeah. And, like, yeah. because there's a scene and there's, like, you know, the local comics that everybody knows about. Like, I want to know who everybody is and yeah. just, and know, and know who the, the good guys are and who to stay away from. Like, uh, yeah, I want to be, like, a part of the scene. Like, yeah. part That's of the whole good. environment. You want to be Especially inclusive. Yeah. you come out here quite a bit, too. Yeah, I do come out here a lot. You know? Yeah, bro. Oh. Yeah, so, like, I appreciate you guys. Like, you hooked me up with, there's you like, hooked me up with, um. Some with, guys, with these boys. What are you doing? Sorry. We got, so, it was yeah. a drive-by about to go down. <laughs> yeah, so about the this, duck. This, this rut Ford or Toyota runner uh, just pull over and try to pick up Did some Did a drug guy. deal go down? Or they just I don't know. Did he just stop to say hi? Yeah, I don't know what happened. In the middle of traffic. <laughs> sorry. We do this for the listeners. We kind of explain it so they yeah. can. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I, I totally interrupted you. No, um, I was just saying, um, like, you hooked me up with a lot of good people. Like, yeah, a lot yeah, of good sure, comedians in the area. So and, and, you know, other people we got hooked you up to with to do some podcasts is uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. They have a. There's. I say there's like. There's plenty of podcasts out here. There's quite a few, but the ones that are like really hitting it hard in the comedy scene uh, it's is Tyler Jolly. Well, no. I met him. You, you met yeah, him. He's the mustache. Mustache. The mustache. Yeah, yeah. He looks yeah, like a cop. With the mustache. Yeah, yeah he guy. looks yeah. like a, a like a cop that's been doing it for forty. Years. Yeah, like a cop on a motorcycle. <laughs> a retired cop yeah. <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he grew that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, Tyler. Uh, fuck, I'm spacing it. Jo- Jolly Sharp Hour. The Jolly Sharp Hour. Jolly um, Sharp Hour. They're hitting it hard, man. We've done um, swap cast before. With them, yeah. A swap cast is where you do a podcast together. Mm-hmm. And with another podcast, and then you upload the same episode on your own stream. Oh, okay. And then you kind of gain each other's listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then, and then rise to offend with rise to offend Brand, with Brandon Guchan, Gooch, uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, and, she's and on that. Uh, Pet Petter, Petter, yeah, that's his Pete. retarded name. Yeah, <laughs> Pete's, Pete's great. Um, so it's like it's three of them that are really hitting hard. And um, uh, what's the other one? Which one? Know, would, you call, would you call it the one with uh, Ricky Byrne and Anton? Yeah, man, that's, that's a, like radio a radio show. show. That's, that's on like a radio, radio show. That's yeah. a good one too. I keep yeah. telling them they should upload it as a podcast too. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, people for could sure. go back. But Anton and Ricky Byrne have a one too. That's that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, bro, I want to hook you up with these people, man. So you could like when you come out here, you know. Uh, like like Gooch, he's had Jim Norton on. Before. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, he's had him. Yeah, in the that's past. what's up, man. Yeah, and and tell us about your podcast, brother. Yeah, well, you I got a, a podcast, podcast with a, yeah, I got a podcast with a uh, UFC welterweight champ, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, he's uh, I nice. Mean, yeah, he, he just hangs around the champions, yeah, bro. I, right? I, I, man, the Nunez. I, I, I don't know how, man. Like, I just I've been Jim really fortunate, Norton. man. Jim Norton. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. I think it's just because I'm positive, man. Yeah, I man. Just, I'm positive. I don't hate on people. I like support people's success. Yeah, man. And and I like to like vibe and, and collaborate with That's people. Good. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Like I like coming out here and just I don't care what level, low, yeah. high, yeah. it's all the same to me. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like to collaborate with people and do good stuff. Like Tyron Woodley, he's been my buddy for ten years before he was a champ. Yeah. Back when, you know what I'm saying, he was driving his little beat up car. Yeah. So like so that's my boy. Yeah. So um but yeah, but we you know, he's a champ now. We got a podcast together called The Morning Woods Show. Yeah. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, we we killing it. So when what when was it when you retired from UFC? When did I retire? Yeah. Well, I haven't like I retired from MMA uh-huh. in uh two thousand thirteen. Okay. So, but I had my last UFC fight in 2000, I want to say 8. Okay. But then afterwards, I still fought. Yeah, you still fought. still fought. Oh, okay. But, um. So, when you met Tyrone, like, he was barely starting then. Yeah. In and fact, you're already in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. in fact, um, his very first pro fight. Yeah. He, I was the main event at his very first pro fight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was and like, we was boys at the time, but I yeah. was like, but he was like that dude just coming up, and I was yeah. the main event on this show. Oh wow, yeah. that's dope, bro. Yeah, but that's I awesome. but I cornered that's him. Really cool. I, I was his corner guy. Yeah, in a, in a couple of his amateur fights. Yeah, so I've I've known him since he was you know an amateur just coming out, up out there in Florida. It was in uh, Missouri. Missouri, oh, okay, yeah, Missouri. Nice. He's from Missouri, but uh, I had like a contact in Missouri that I was getting fights for my guys, and I'd go out there and fight. So yeah. Wow, that's so cool, bro. And then how long ago when you guys started, uh, it's called the the Morning Wood. Yeah, the Morning Wood Show. <laughs> the Morning Wood Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, the full name is the Morning Wood Show with D's Nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like I got, we got the shirts that just say D's Nuts on them. Everybody yeah. wants them. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we've been doing that for probably about a year now. About a year now. Yeah, huh? about a year. Yeah, uh, I've that's listened cool. to a lot of episodes, man. Uh the the one of the most recent ones was where um, you guys discussed the McGregor and Mayweather fight. Yeah. yeah, you guys must have got tons of hits on that because they even I saw where Tyrone's talking about Mayweather. They took a clip from that and put it on a, one of those Facebook clickbaits where they make you yeah. click and you yeah they take it out of they context. Took it from your thing. podcast and just oh up, really yeah reuploaded man yeah it got big like every every so often he'll say something that's uh, on our podcast that like it yeah. does that gets some headlines like controversial or yeah, something that just gets a bunch of hits he, he has a way of like like really pissing people off like he'll say, <laughs> he really does he, yeah. he does man he'll he piss was, people off he was talking about he's like I don't like McGregor but you know what. Did he say he's going for McGregor? Did he say that? No, he said he doesn't think McGregor's going to win, but he's going to bet $1,000 on him yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Because ah. yeah. yeah. he ain't going to win, but I'm putting money yeah, on him. Yeah, but just in case, yeah. if he does win, that's like a good the return, win. he had a return yeah, on that is, yeah. is a lot. What would the return be on that? I don't know, man. It's What are the odds like, on that? Like, like, like seven grand back or something the, like that? Damn. Are they up yet? The, I'm not sure, but I know for sure. Ones. For no, sure, yeah. they're they're putting McGregor as the underdog. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, man. If, like, if just to kind of elaborate on that fight, if McGregor knocks him out, that would like 
riots might start. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that. You're going to have a bunch of Irish dudes and black dudes. Yeah. battling each other. Well, that's what I think that's going to happen before the fight. Yeah. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be hectic. It's gonna yeah. be crazy. Yeah, you guys are in trouble. I might yeah. come out here for that though actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might. It's going to be a spectacle. It. Like yeah. when Pacquiao yeah. and, and Mayweather fought, it literally stopped traffic. Did it really? Yeah, the strip yeah. was mayhem and you could see just private jet after private jet landing one after the other after the other. I think this is going to be bigger though. It's going to be yeah, oh, I, think yeah. I, I honestly think, think it's going to be bigger. Because May, I've been here when McGregor's fought before yeah. and it is like he yeah. Ireland comes out here. Like, what all of Ireland fight was it? There was one fight where uh, Joe Rogan said that there was Irish dudes jumping on the table games at MGM. And security, oh, security yeah, couldn't shit. do shit about it. <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> I just yeah, watched a of Irishmen. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch yeah. of angry Irishmen. Yeah, it's yeah. like that, man. Like, I said, like they're, they're climbing on that lion in the MGM. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're, they, are, they are. Look at me in the lion. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> you fucker. You fucker. <laughs> yeah, they are a rowdy, rowdy group. Oh, for of sure. People. For yeah. sure. Yeah. They That's going to be a big, big fight. I think. It's going to be a polarizing fight. Yeah. Because if, like, if Mayweather wins, everyone expects that. You yeah. know what I mean? But if it's, like, one of the, like, if, okay, how about if, like, if Mayweather knocks out McGregor, which probably won't happen, but that would be a huge upset as well. What If there's a knockout, sure. I'll be happy. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, man, I don't think that's going to be, I think he can knock out Connor. You think he so? He can yeah, knock out. I think out. he can knock out Connor. Yeah. yeah. without a doubt, man. Like, he's got 12, 36 minutes to do it. That's and true. he's going to take the first couple of rounds to just find his Feel rhythm it, and just find that rhythm. He's not going to take no chance. Everybody's like, "Oh, well, McGregor's got a puncher's chance." It's going to have to happen within the first three rounds. Yeah, and, true. And Connor's or, or Mayweather's not going to give him that opportunity. Damn. So, um, what, what do you think about the videos that have been going up on on Connor? Do you think it's kind of like a d- distraction? You know how he looks. The, the there was a comparison where they showed. Side by side, like the training, the training, yeah. And he looks oh, so yeah. slow, like yeah. doing a bunch of power punches. In the meantime, you see Mayweather doing the speed bag, like moving, bobbing, and crazy. It's like so fast. So, nah, I don't think that bothers Connor. No, no, that doesn't. Connor is probably the most headstrong fighter in the game right now. I don't think he gets rattled easy. He doesn't get rattled easy. Yeah. I don't think that bothers him. I really believe that he's going into this fight to win. I really believe that he, in his head he thinks oh, he's going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'm in 100 million. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I wouldn't even Do train. Do as you yeah. wish, Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's going to be uh, more of a crossover now between the two sports? No, nah, like, I don't. If Connor wins, it will be. Yeah. But if he doesn't, it won't be. It'll be less. It'll be less? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't think it'll be much of a crossover. No, uh, yeah, because it's almost like it's almost like this is saving boxing. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in, Even in, though I in, love boxing, but you know, in a it's, weird roundabout way, yeah. Because just now we had the fight. Uh, was it Pacquiao? And uh, uh, that, that horn. Horn. And it was a controversial win for Horn. And, and, and I mean, the stats were like, yeah, Pacquiao. Pack, he like got landed way again. more. Yeah, he got robbed. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like when people see that, it discourages them from yeah. wanting to, to keep watching boxing. Yeah. And plus, I mean, boxing really is one of those sports that you kind of have to know it to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if you're just a casual fight fan and you see these two guys being defensive, you're not really going to You're like, well, someone knock somebody out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those things. Like, I, I personally, like, I boxed when I was younger, so I, I kind of get it. 
You know what I mean? I can enjoy a good boxing match. What, but like on the Nintendo general, Punch Out? Or? I played, uh, what was the one on, <laughs> <laughs> the one on Nintendo? <laughs> you watched that guy that looks like Tyler Jolly with the mustache? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. That's where I got all my training, bro. Okay. No, but, you, but you're right about that, man. The one thing about combat sports, and this is with, with boxing and yeah. MMA, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it, it's, unfair, it's unfair because a lot of it is based on entertainment. So yeah. it's like you gotta you try gotta mm. win in order to win like that's the that's the sport aspect of it, yeah. but if you do that too much then it's boring. Yeah, like what Floyd Mayweather does, it's he's winning and he's yeah. doing exactly what the, what's allowed in the rules, but it's yeah. boring to people, so they it's don't like it. Boring to people, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so like I think a lot of it has to change. Either you change the rules. Or yeah, you know, true. Or you, yeah, it's hard. Like you got to. He figured out. He f- he figured out the matrix. It's, you don't have to go over there and get punch drunk. Yeah. You know? Like get hit all the time. You don't He's have like, to land do that. punches. Don't get hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the name of the game is to yeah. hit and not be hit. Yeah. And the people who and the, the fighters that don't agree with that are the ones that can't do it. So yeah. they have to stand toe to toe and yeah. be a banger. Yeah. Yeah. I that's just so true, I, man. I, I I love Mayweather and one of my favorite fights to shut up so many people was when he fought Canelo. Oh yeah, beat the fuck out yeah. of him. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh man, he man, he his output on that fight was a lot too. It was, it was high crazy. output. Yeah, and and now people say, "Oh well, he fought him before his prime. He knew what he was doing." So it's like uh, you'll be damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. Yeah, if he you fought know, him later, they would have said he'd fought him when he was too old. Waited too, yeah, long. He waited too long. Oh, you bought him before his prime. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, it's never going to be the exact fight you want. Yeah. Fucking assholes! Don't you have a Don't you have a buddy that that works with Mayweather? Yeah, he's uh, Floyd's head of security. Wow! Yeah, so he's a professional bodyguard. When when he stops working for Floyd, we got to have him on the podcast. I know he probably can't do it right now. No, he can't <laughs> do yeah. anything right now. <laughs> I got to know what's going on. I got to know what's going on, bro. He'll tell me some stuff that's pretty cool. It's like really, whoa, shit. Okay. Do share? No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> People will figure out who he is. He'll, they'll just go to your Instagram, see who you're following. Exactly. They're like, oh, this guy's wearing a TMT hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. be careful, like, especially he has to be careful what he divulges in public, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have to, man. Yeah. You have I to. mean, his line of work is kind of dangerous. You know what I mean? He's pretty much protecting one of the You're biggest. You're strapped. Yeah. He's protecting, like, one of the biggest superstars on earth. Yeah. Like, that's kind of be mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, weird. not only is he a big superstar, but he's also from, like, Flint, Michigan, where it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. where they're hood and, like, his people don't care about life. That, yeah. Oddly enough, there's a lot of stories about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah you got to be very careful. Very yeah. careful. Yeah. yeah. And, and no matter how much he'll do for the community, because he does a lot of shit out here for the, does for he the really? kids. Yeah. There's a lot of... There, I remember, like, um, there's a lot that he actually does that people don't know about. Oh, a lot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean... He, it's almost like a WWE character. He has to play a character on on there too, even though it might be part of his real persona. But at the same time, the dude cares about the youth, you know, yeah. like his gym and all that. Like I've heard a bunch of good shit about that. Yeah, and it's always on the news too. Whether they're just doing it just to show off, oh, he's doing a good charity or something. But you know, he does a lot out here. 
Yeah, I heard that about him. That yeah. he like Thanksgiving, he's like passing out turkeys and just exactly. throws them at people. <laughs> <laughs> he punches a turkey <laughs> and, and it goes flying. And hits <laughs> 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 yeah, he's a good guy though. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, when you start, like, I can envision that in my head. And you're punching turkeys. They're, they're tossing them and he punches them right at people. They're tossing them. Getting like, ready for McGregor. Like, you see that? You see that speed? You see that speed? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and 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 speaking of like when you're working with somebody that's big, I know you can't talk a lot about it, but how excited are you on this training camp with Amanda Nunez, bro? It's gonna yeah, go man. down tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited, man. I mean, yeah. you know, she's the best, and this, and I hate to say it like this, but I mean, I, I kind of have to. I mean, she's the best female fighter yeah. I've ever worked with. Really? Yeah, wow. and I hate to say female because, but I mean, I just kind of have to. Yeah. Did you but, um, just assume her gender now? But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, but yeah, she's a, an amazing athlete, man. Damn. Like she's. Her her balance is just like it's it's just you know she's she's balanced she's strong she's fast she's skilled I mean she's an amazing fighter and um it shows I think, yeah I, mean, I, I think she's in a position where she can create a dynasty wow yeah it really could like you know and the toughest challenge she has is tomorrow at the end of the day and after this one I think that she can go on a run of five fights without breaking a sweat oh shit he's putting out nice. there yeah there you go are you good with your beer. Yeah, you yeah, want I'm another good. one? I'm good. I'm nursing. I'm sipping mine. Sipping <laughs> like it's a or something. <laughs> I'm sipping mine kind of fast because it's like, oh shit, it's getting hot. Yeah, it's, that's what I was just thinking. It's like <laughs> it's 111 out here. <laughs> it's probably yeah, dropped it, down it, now a little it's bit. Right now, now it's like a conventional oven right now instead of like a like an industrial oven. You know what I mean? It's a little yeah. bit better. The things you it's do for podcasts. Yeah, but you know, it's not that. It's not that bad. It's really it's not, not that bad. bad. No, I mean, like right now, like the heat right now. Do you think this is pretty bad? This is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. I'll wait for him to say something. I'm like, he's got to say something. I guess, I guess since, I, since I work outside all day, and um, like I went home, ran home, took a shower, feel fresh, but today I was in a beating sun next to this fucking building working. Dude, it was 125 out today. And then imagine oh. the heat coming off of the wall into your face. Oh. Oh. So right now, this is actually like paradise to me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My but, God. but in florida you're you live in florida though yeah, right yeah it doesn't it get really hot and humid out there yeah, well, it's hot yeah. and humid but you, like it rains a lot though like it'll yeah. rain every day and like cool things down and summer rain so it's yeah. almost it's almost always wet what's and the hottest thing it's i mean but the thing is it doesn't like it's like 90 something degrees yeah but it feels hot because it's humid yeah the humid but, Still, it's 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 a lot of green and grass. So yeah, a lot of so rain. Bushes, so bushes. So like it absorbs some of the heat. It's yeah. not like bouncing off the, the concrete and these brick walls and rock like here. It's yeah. like here. It's like the sun's taking a shit on you and the shit has everywhere to go, including your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Like I, I was raised in Miami, so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like it's hot, it's humid, but yeah. during the summer it's always raining. Yeah, always torrential rain. So what summer over can, there though? Summer like what like ninety eight max? No, but like what months? Isn't it different no, months? Like summer? No, it's it's somewhat the same. It's, yeah, yeah, it's my, maybe a little bit uh, later, but because isn't it crazy how like 
my buddy, oh, Adam. Adam, Adam yeah, uh, Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam Barr, Barr from the Aussie Heat. He was telling me uh, that... It's winter over there, right? In Australia, it's winter right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I just got back from Brazil a couple weeks yeah. ago, and it's winter there, yeah. Damn. Really? But it's like 70 degrees oh, in winter shit. in <laughs> Brazil. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a nice winter. <laughs> well, that's like Florida. Really, Florida's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, 70 yeah. degrees in Florida during the winter. What were we doing over there? Training? Well, I was, I was at the fight with... Uh, uh, Jose Aldo and Max Holloway. Oh, you were over there? Yeah, for that I, fight. Oh, I had a fighter fight on that card. Oh, nice. Ah, yeah. nice. Wow. That's cool, yeah, so, bro, but man. So I was there. Yeah, I was in Rio de Janeiro, and that's a yeah. dangerous place, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, like, the ghettos and hoods here are nothing compared to that over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I've seen videos um, yeah. live leak. <laughs> That will scare the fuck like, out of you. When they say Brazil, you're like, and skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever yeah. been on that website with LiveLeak? No. Do not go there. there. I, did I introduce it to you? No, you introduced me to this really bad one. Yeah, that was that was messed so up. So LiveLeak is kind of, it's not like the super gory kind of website, but mm-hmm. it's a website where they'll show crazy stuff like people like getting stabbed. Like uncensored stuff. And surveillance oh, yeah. cameras. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. No, you don't no, want to see no, that, you dude. Don't. You don't. I went on this little thing where I was watching um, surveillance cameras, and most of them were happened to be in Brazil. Some of them were like kids. Like, let's say somebody on the bus is on their cell phone, and these kids jump off from the side of the bus, jump up, snatch the cell phone, run away, and they can't do shit because they're on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. They just snatch people's stuff. There's all, all this crazy crime. People getting stabbed in the middle of town square or something. It's like, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, dude. It, it, from, from from what I've seen, it like Brazil kind of took a downturn economically, right? And yeah, then, it did. Like, it's a lot of corruption there within their government. Yeah, and then that kind of like, it got bad. Yeah. Especially like the hood and the favelas and stuff like that. Yeah, so dude, when you crime were out got there, rampant. Like, wh- where where'd you go? Like, what parts? Thank you, baby. And we're we're almost done, baby. So I'll, I'll eat in a little bit. So what what part of? Um, so you went to Rio de Janeiro? Yeah, we were in Baja. In Baja. Yeah, Baja, which is like supposed to be like the good part. Yeah. And um, it was supposed to be the good part, and a production guy got robbed. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> at like seven o'clock at what? night, it was still kind of light out. Yeah. He got robbed took his phone and they had like the phone tracker and they tracked it and it was in the worst favela in Brazil and they were like you know what just just, just <laughs> yeah, take the loss bro yeah, take your loss <laughs> favela favela's uh, like a hood a yeah. yeah that's like yeah, the like ghetto a that's like ba- like a bad ghetto oh, okay. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, so but, you're like just just take a loss bro it's it's over <laughs> but, it, yeah, but it's crazy though cause like when you're when you're on the highway you can see the favelas like they're yeah. in this like prime real estate like they're on mountains it's like these little like shacks on shacks, mm-hmm. like just built on oh, top of each other. The ones that have like metal yeah, ceilings, like, yeah, and they're just yeah. Built, roofs, and they're just built on top of each other, and it's just and it sprawls out for just oh, miles. Shit. And you just see it, and they're like crooked. And I'm like, who, who the hell built these things? How did they do this? Yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're just bad. built on top of each other, and that's where like all the gang wars happen and people get killed and cops don't go in there. Cops don't even go in there. Yeah, bro, take the phone loss. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, bro, but they got Jesus watching over it. Right? (laughs) (laughs) There's this crazy ass dude that climbed it. He climbed the Jesus statue and then with a GoPro started recording himself with a selfie stick. Whoa. Did he really? Yeah, it was scary as fuck. No, Jesus no, he's was just there. one of those. Jesus was with him. Yeah. How much time do you have left, brother? No, I still got about 30 minutes. 30, I'm good, cool, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, he recorded himself 
It's one of those crazy stunt people that... One of those, like, let me hang off the edge of things so you can get anxiety. Yeah, (laughs) and give the viewer anxiety, exactly. (laughs) Fuck those guys. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, no, fuck that, dude. That's scary, man. Like, I can handle heights, but have you ever watched somebody that's doing that and you feel like a knot in your stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah, I don't do do well with heights. Circus Olay scares me. Watching that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in the back with an anxiety tag watching the show. Yeah, yeah it gives me anxiety, dude. <sighs> yeah, no, I feel man. like I watched, uh, um, I was here, last time I was here, I saw the, uh, Michael Jackson 1. Yeah. Which was an amazing show. But uh-huh. the whole time, like, I was like, you, I had anxiety. I was nervous for these guys. I was like, please don't fall. Please, please don't, don't die. Please don't die. All over, like, flying around in, on ropes and yeah. sheets. They wrap around sheets and then they unwrap around. Like that's they, their safety line. They roll up and then they unroll down, and it's like that's the only thing that could stop them from hitting the floor hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. That's a. I mean, I, I, that's the only Cirque show I've ever seen. But it was yeah. to me, it was the best show I've ever seen. Like with my good, eyes, huh? yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. The one is that? Yeah, the Michael one? Jackson. Is that one. the one at uh, MGM or Mandalay or one of those? Huh? Oh wow, where was it? I can't even remember where so it, it was. It can't be MGA because MGM is the the Ka Theater. Yeah, that's the cop yeah. theater. Yeah, 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 That's the one that that lady died like three years ago. Actually, oh. a, dating, a lady fell off. Oh, she, really? One of she, those. She did the thing and it didn't stop. It didn't stop. Probably. Yeah, it was one of those. And <laughs> ouch! It was horrible. Just fell to her death on stage, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was scary. I, I've seen a few of those because we we've seen uh, me and Lizzie have gone out to see the panda one at. I think it's the Palazzo. There's been a f- quite a few. There's a panda show? There's a panda Cirque du Soleil show. <laughs> Before the song Panda. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's about panda. So a bunch of dudes and women dressed up with panda, uh, I would say helmets. They're not masks. They're like giant they're helmets. helmets. Yeah, because they, they're like sitting on like big old bobbleheads. But you see their bodies, but they're pretending they're pandas, and they're just doing a. You got to play along. You got to play thing. along. You got to use your imagination. <laughs> We're pandas. We're pandas. Ignore my beautiful boobs and ass. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a panda. Yeah, yeah. Some there's... pandas do got nice tits, though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been watching Live Leak too much. Holy shit, bro! <laughs> seen the pandas in Brazil, bro? No. <laughs> so. So, so you have your own um, team of fighters that you coach. So, well, I'm a part of American Top Team, which uh-huh. is a is a really big team. Yeah. in South Florida. I mean, we ha- we actually have gyms like all over the all over the world, actually. Yeah, affiliate gyms all over the world. But our main our main uh, gym is in South Florida, Coconut Creek. Okay. And uh, so yeah, and I'm I'm one of the head coaches there. So I kind of being a head coach, I kind of pick and choose. Who I kind of want to work with, and yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah, and you know, a lot of them want to work with me just because I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of easy to work with. Yeah, you know, I'm supportive, and I, you know, I'm not a bully. Some coaches are just bullies, you know, they just try to make down people their throat, t- kind yeah, of screaming thing, yeah. and try to make people tired all the time. So, yeah, yeah, and I'm more about, I'm more about results in the process. Wow, and, and so this is the first time you work with Amanda. Well, no, this is actually the third time I worked third. with her, but the first time I worked with her from beginning to end. Okay. So when she won the belt against Misha Tate. I I did the scouting report for her and I was with her camp, but I didn't go to the fight with her and mm-hmm. walk her out and all that. Okay. Um, same thing with Rhonda. I did the scouting report and I was just one of the coaches in her camp, but I didn't go through the full game with her. But this is the first time I've been with her from from the initial signing, scouting report, all the way through the training, all the way to the fight. You're the head coach. Yeah. 
Wow. wow. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Huh. So what is the process of, of coaching a fighter? Uh, you said you mentioned the, the, the signing. So you get hired to coach. And then you're part of the signing where they make an agreement on they're going to fight. Well, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the coach and there are athletes on our team. Yeah. And, you know, so when she agreed, she fought, she agreed to fight this fight, she signed. Um, the first thing we do is we sit down. I sit down with her. And I do this with everybody, whether I work with them or not. I do this with all our high-level fighters. I sit down with them and I talk to them say, like, what do you need for this fight? Like, what do you think is going to help you with this fight? Mm-hmm. So then we... We craft a, a team behind them okay. based on the coaches that we have. Um, so in her case, it was like she wanted me and a couple other coaches. And, f- and whenever I work with an athlete, I do a full scouting report, video watching. I create a highlight video of that fighter. Oh, wow. Yeah, based on their strengths and weaknesses. Then I develop a game plan yeah. that, we need to, that we need to accomplish in that fight. These yeah. are objectives yeah. that we need to do. And we need to drill these different skill sets and these different tactics. Yeah. And that's this is the game plan. So there's a lot behind yeah. this. Not just, yeah. hey, give me 20. Or like, you know, no, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, of shit that goes behind this the scenes. This is why, like, you know, when a fighter backs out and they go, whoa, yeah, he should just fight this guy. And that doesn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't spend two months yeah, studying the so guy and working on it. Yeah. So, like, if I fight you, it's different than I fight you. Uh-huh. So, like, if I fight you, I'm going to prepare certain things in order to beat you. Yeah. And then if I fight you, it's different. Like you with know. me, you just show up to the ring and I yeah, pass I'll out. Say, <laughs> I'll, a bitch, I'll so. just pass out. Yeah. <laughs> you show up to the ring. Like, oh, thank you. Oh, Giselle, you just brought him some water. Yeah, because it's fucking oven out here, Freddie. Where'd you get? Did you sneak that water in? They don't sell that. Yeah, they don't sell that frozen bottle. Like it came out of your freezer. Dude, I'm very light for a fat guy. I can move quick on my feet. Uh, sneak things nice. around. That's smart, but yeah, though. yeah, it's definitely true. Uh, you need to have a game. It's like watching tape. Like when I played football, mm-hmm. all you do is watch tape. Oh watch yeah, you tape. played football yeah. for a while. I played huh? semi pro for years, and like yeah. the biggest thing is up here. Like yeah, you're big and strong, but doesn't mean crap if you don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I work with Greg Hardy. He uh, from yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And um, he said the same thing. Like man, all we do is watch film. Yeah. And he was like, I'm a, I'm a technician. As big as I am, I'm a technician. So he's kind of easy to work with because he understands that process. A lot of Fighters don't really dig that because they're just like, oh, I want to go out there and bang. I want to get in the middle and just bang. (laughs) And I'm like, man, that's not how I operate. So, like, that's when I say I pick and choose my fighters. I like to work with ones that are a little bit more cerebral. That's good, man. And it shows. I mean, the results are yeah. So, like, there's been fighters. You don't have to mention names, obviously, but there's been fighters where you get that sense where, like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to choose this person. I'm not going to. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm like, I I won't work with him. I can't. I can't work with this guy. This guy is. He's unreasonable. He just wants to do his own thing. Yeah. So I wish him luck. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going with them. I'm not going to help them. And then I, I can imagine, like, in comedy, some of them must be divas. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all, honestly, all fighters are divas. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all divas. Like, in my generation of fighting, when I was coming up, yeah. we weren't divas because we didn't have much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was fighting for a couple hundred bucks, if wow. that. You know, if yeah. we got paid, it wasn't even right. Re- when I first started fighting, it wasn't sanctioned. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, some dude with a with a ring put it up in a bar and we was just fighting. Yeah. So um but nowadays, you know, with the UFC and these guys are making good money and you know, sponsorships, all fighters are divas. They're you know, the world revolves around them. And it's a hustle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so like the coaching experience. So once you sign somebody and then you you do the tape and then you find out, okay, well this you ask them for feedback but you also see what they probably need. Like, this person needs more ground game, more grappling, yeah. more jujitsu, 
more more striking, you know, like you and then you and then you kind of figure out what coaches you're going to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like to talk to the fighter first because in the fighter's head, they know what they want, mm-hmm. you know. And like, if I start trying to tell them what they want, again, they're fighters. They're going to fight with me on that. Okay. So I want to know what they feel like first, and then we kind of meet somewhere in the middle, oh, okay. you know. But most of them are kind of like, yeah, man, I'm going to just knock this dude's head off, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, it's, all right, let's slow, take it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not the best idea. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so we kind of meet somewhere in the middle, but I always talk to them first and see what's in their head first. Yeah. And then we meet somewhere in the middle. Because I can imagine uh, fighters, I keep doing the comparison to comedy, but there's also fighters that probably have a little bit of delusional and their skills. Like delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur, as they say. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the back, sk- back spinning back kicker. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't even say <laughs> Back spinning back kicker of the year. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, that, that's what the difference is. Like, you know, in comedy, like, I bet everybody thinks they're funny as hell. And sure. if they bomb, they'll just go, ah, that was just a bomb. It was yeah. the audience. It yeah. was the audience. It was the audience. And fighting. If you suck, you find out quick. Okay. Yeah, you, find, yeah, you find out quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting so, knocked yeah, but, out. But that's the thing is a lot of guys come in or they think they're better than they are. Mm-hmm. But they find out quick. Yeah. Find out fast. The repercussions are a little different is what he's saying, Freddie. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's what I was saying is like, like, like when you have somebody like CM Punk coming in and, and a lot of people are hating on him. At the same time, this guy fucking trained at the gym for I don't know how many years but he you know he did what he did you know and yeah a lot of it has to do with hustle and fame that he had from WWE of course you know but I mean look at Brock 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 was one of the biggest fighters in MMA because he's one of the biggest yeah uh, wrestling superstars right it was just about how many eyes it could get on there yeah. you know what yeah. I mean it's, and it's a smart move for the UFC to do something like that it's gonna bring in viewers well I mean yeah for sure I mean I it, bought it yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about viewership it's all about viewership but in CM Punk's defense I gotta give him credit man like yeah. He's he's not a talented fighter. I will say that, and I would tell him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he knows that. Yeah. But he did his work. Yeah. I mean, when he first started training MMA, made that transition. I was in the gym the first time he went into Rufus Sport, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He was the first one in and the last one out every day. Mm-hmm. His work ethic was was insane. Yeah. Like from probably from wrestling, but his work ethic was insane. He was the first one in, last one out. He's just a little too old. It's it's a little pat behind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's a little too late for him. But he did it, and he's probably going to do it again. I don't know if he's going to have much success. Yeah. But he can say he did it. Same thing goes for Kimbo Slice. Rest his rest his uh, uh, rest his soul. But yeah. he. He tried, you he know tried, what I'm saying? Like yeah. he tried, like he yeah. really would show up at the gym he and try. He yeah. just, he just wasn't good at it. Yeah, you know, honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't good at it. Yeah, he was just good at punching people, but not good at being did you, a. Did you ever meet fighter. Kimbo? Yeah, I used to train him. You used to train him? Yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. I, yeah. nice. I helped when he, um, I helped him train for Ken Shamrock. Oh wow! Yeah, I actually wow. did the scout report. And I helped him train for yeah. Ken Shamrock, but he just wasn't good at fighting. Yeah. I mean, really, he. There's he, a big difference yeah. in MMA. Yeah, and, and, brawler, like yeah, he a real could, he had a slugger. Good, he had a decent punch, but he mm-hmm. wasn't good. He wasn't a good fighter. Tactician. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Because if you think about it, and when he did the backyard stuff, it was all really fist, fist bare yeah, knuckles I mean, it was, boxing. It was just yeah, straight up street fighting. Yeah. It was just nothing. street fighting, yeah. yeah. There was no wrestling involved, nope. nothing else. It was just hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. He pa- I ran into him at LAX... Um, Way before I started doing comedy, and I, I went up to him with my flip phone trying to take a picture with him. And um, he was really nice, but yeah. but he, he turned me down and said, you know, uh, 
just everybody's going to rush him. It was when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So that makes he was sense. blowing up, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, he, did, he didn't take a picture with me. And then, in a way, I kind of got mad, but then I understood. <laughs> but then in my stupid head, I'm thinking... I should pick a fight with him, <laughs> get killed, and, and get famous. famous. <laughs> I, and I'll say this about him, too, man. Like, it surprises me that he turned you down, but yeah. I understand why. Yeah, but I totally understand why. He was one of the nicest guys in the gym. I mean, for a guy with his celebrity status, like, he was the biggest name guy in our gym at, yeah. while he was there. But he was the most humble. Like, he yeah. knew he wasn't that great. He was humble. He always did whatever you yeah. asked him to do. He'd take pictures with everybody. Yeah. He'd bring his kids in every day. Wow. He was the the humblest guy in the gym. See, and and I, I believe that 100%. Even though the few seconds I had with him, he turned me down in such a cool way. He even shook my hand and hugged me. You know what I mean? Like, he right. wasn't just a dick and said, no, no pictures he right now. No, no, no. Like, he was so cool, dude. Nice. And I get it. We're in a fucking gift shop. There's people surrounding us. Here I am yeah, taking out my fucking go flip up phone. And they're like, who's that? Who's that? Yeah, who's, yeah, that? Like, yeah. who's that? And then they're like, oh, can I get a picture? Can I yeah, get a picture? Yeah. He's going to have to knock everybody the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that could have been a big story right there. <laughs> Kimbo Recipes, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. That, that. Oh, and what? So uh, speaking of uh, CM Punk, who was the kid that fought him? Um Mickey Gall. M- Mickey, Mickey Gall. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah, I trained with him too. Yeah, yeah. I really love Mickey Gall, and I hear him on different podcasts too. Yeah, he's yeah. on a bunch of yeah. podcasts now. Yeah, yeah he's in quite he's a, a good few. kid. He's a good kid. Um, he just he hasn't had a fight yet, though, huh? No, the problem is like, he's a good kid, but as far like he's been lucky too. Like he's had like this easy path yeah. in the UFC. Like his first fight was um, CM Punk. No, actually, it was um. Some reporter, like some journalist. Some journalist just showed up. I'm going to write about this later. It was, it was, there was some journalist who, who, who happened to fight as well yeah. from Texas, and he fought him first. And then they said, if you beat him, you could fight CM Punk. So then he fought CM Punk, oh. and then he fought um, Sage Northcutt afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I so saw like, that. he's had kind of an easy path, the yeah. easiest path that any UFC fighter can have. Yeah. You know, for him. But. But I don't want to take that away from take anything away from his skills because he can fight. I've worked out with him mm-hmm. and he can fight. Yeah. So like he was discovered on, on the show. Yeah, your looking show, for a fight. Yeah, looking for a fight. That's what he got discovered. Mickey Gall. Really? Yeah. Because Dana White, the show is based on they're looking for talent, and they nice. found him. They found Sage Northcutt on that show too, and and then. Um, is that when he fought the reporter afterwards? Yeah, he fought him afterwards. Yeah. And then his and then he called out CM Punk afterwards. Yeah. And now and then this last time he beat uh Sage Northcutt, he called out at Dan Hardy. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. that was that's kind of a bad move on his was, part. Yeah. Cuz now there's been no response from like there's been no fights. Well, hmm. Dan Hardy's like he's he doesn't fight. He, he hasn't yeah. fought in like 4 years. So like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I'm out mean, in retirement and fight. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, uh, like? Who do you like? Uh, maybe I don't want to put you in this position, but who do you think? If you don't have to answer it, who do you think he should fight? Who do I think he should yeah, fight? Yeah, I mean he, you know, he's a lightweight. I mean, there's a lot of tough. I mean, honestly, like when you talk about, he only has depth, four fights. Yeah, but when you talk about depth of division, yeah, the lightweight division is probably the deepest from like yeah. one to twenty. 
So like there's a lot of fights in there for him and like yeah. at this point like he's had such a good path, you know, yeah. like such a gifted path that he should fight somebody that's yeah. you know a real legit dude. Yeah. I mean and there's a lot of fights for him so like you know, I don't think he has that, a bright future too. Yeah. He has a bright future but he needs he needs a challenge. He needs a challenge, huh? Yeah. And and like Sage, I feel bad for Sage too. He hasn't fought either since that fight. And well, Sage is so talented you, too. Here's the thing with Sage cuz I worked out with him a lot. We yeah. put him in the camp when Tyron Woodley was getting ready for uh, Wonder Boy, yeah, Steven Thompson. I was seeing the videos. So yeah, so we brought him into camp, and Sage is extremely talented. Like as far as like physically, he's just a kid. He's just a he's kid. Just, he acts like a twelve year old. Oh. So it's like training a twelve year old. Yeah, with a lot of skills. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me with no skills. Twelve year old. Yeah, like you can't have him on a podcast because like if you cuss, he'll like give you a lecture. Oh no! Yeah, he'll, like, he'll like read some scripture to you. Oh, is he yeah. Christian? Oh Whoa. my God! What are you kidding me? Like oh. it's when he's Fuck around, man. He keeps that. us all on our toes. Like that's kind of why we like having him around. Like we're. That was me five years ago. Sick as fuck, right? He's he's extremely disciplined as far yeah. as like his his uh, Christianity yeah, and yeah. religion goes. But but when it comes to fighting, he's not. He's like he's gifted, but like he just hasn't put it together yet because he's a kid. Like I'm gonna punch you, but this is in the name of the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta hit the back uh, freaking hard, bro. Come on. <laughs> I mean, shoot. shoot. <laughs> freaking, freaking, freaking hard, freaking man. Hard. <laughs> oh oh man. man, that's crazy, dude. Always, t- I couldn't do that. Like I curse all the time, all day. I couldn't be around. Like, I'd f- I'd fuck up for sure. You're demonic, bro. Yeah, Satan. Whatever. Yeah. You know, demons. You're that- <laughs> you're half Cuban, half Venezuelan. No, I am Venezuelan. Oh. I was bo- born in Venezuela, but my dad's Cuban, my mom's Colombian. Venezuela right now is like Brazil part two. Uh, where where what country? Venezuela. Ve- Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could never say it right. Venen, Venenzuela. Venenzuela. Venezuela. Venezuela. There you go. Boom. Fucking idiot. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> hey, Venezuela ain't no joke neither, man. No. It's worse Caracas, in Brazil right yeah, Caracas now. is the worst city in the, in the world. Yeah, he was telling me I that. Was I was born like, there. You was born there? Yeah. Jeez, Before dude. communism took a shit all over it, but yeah. Yeah, it's bad Ugo, now, Ugo, dude. What's his name? Chavez. Ugo Chavez. 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 Yeah, it's really shitty now, dude. Yeah, all kinds of people are getting killed over there, like protesting. Really? Yeah. Jeez. So you know, fuck that. And they have these things. They also have favelas now. Like, really? Yeah, they're like, oh, Brazil has favelas. Let's do that. Yeah, that's (laughs) why it's Brazil part two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I skip over videos that say Venezuela them now too. (laughs) Damn, dude. That's that's insane. Yeah, dude. Beautiful women, though, man. I think I mean South America. I think Venezuela. Right? Venezuela. Venezuela. I'm going to let him just fuck it up. <laughs> I'm going to get a bad review on the podcast. Some Venezuelan. pronounce it right. Idiot. Some Venezuelan's going to be upset. <laughs> I got to show you the reviews later, though. Yeah. We've had like four recent ones. Where I tell, so I tell people to give us a five star review. And it like, even if you don't like the podcast, just to give talk us talk shit. Talk shit. But five stars. Five stars. Somebody left a four star and said, I'm going to give it four star just because I know this pisses Freddy off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I'll give oh, him a shout out. I like this guy. I'll give him a shout out next, next time. But, <laughs> but yeah, dude, Venezuela has the most beautiful women, dude. I think. Yeah. I, that and yeah. maybe Brazil. Brazil and Venezuela are like 
Oh, Colombia. You can't leave out Colombia. Yeah, when you talk about South America, oh, it's shit. like fuck yeah. the whole continent. It's like yeah, because especially just, like Colombian girls. Cause they getting them injections in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. transferring body fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't it like uh, like synthol or something like that? Like I don't know what it is, but like if you ever go to Panama, like they the girls from Colombia, they come up from from Colombia to, to Panama and they just work. They work. They get paid. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm, and I know this because I'm going to Panama in a month. <laughs> I'm in the research. I'm in the research. I did a scouting report yeah, yeah. on all his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you travel all over the world, bro. I do, man. I'm, That's dope, yeah, man. I do. Every month is like a couple different countries. And it's all yeah. fight-related, right? It's all fight-related. So it's not as glamorous as I make it seem to be because like typically I'm just in a hotel room. Unless it's a hotel Panama. room, a gym, and then the venue, and then we leave the next day. But uh, I do get to go yeah. to these places. I no, do get to go to a lot of places. It's beautiful. It's better than being stuck in an office somewhere. And oh yeah, like you know, I, I yeah. wouldn't trade it. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not looking to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not looking to quit. That's Access to, cool. to Colombian Panama ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So you're going to Panama next, huh? Yeah. You well, got your next uh, uh, coaching. Well, I'm go- well. I'm going to be with Tyron Woodley for the um, where he's fighting Damian Maya in uh, San Jose. Uh-huh. That's in June or July 29th. And then August 19th, I'll be in Panama. Oh, wow. So wow. for some fights down there. August I'll 19th. Go. Yeah. August yeah, 18th man. is my birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm going to give you a shout out. Yeah. 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 Shout nice. Out. Get a shout out from Bro. Dean. Yeah. Give me a shout out on the, these nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's so cool, man. I'm so glad you're here, brother. Um, when, when time, what time does the show start? Starts uh, around... What nine? Does yeah, the show start at nine? About uh, at nine. Yeah. What starts at nine? No, no, it starts at ten. It starts at ten. Yeah, it starts at ten. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, Bruce was supposed to be here tonight. Oh, really? Bruce Purcell, okay. this comic, the comedian. Uh, yeah. yeah, I invited him to be on the podcast, but he, he sent me a text. He said he was sleeping. But um, oh well, we'll have him on next time. This is a cool spot to do podcasts, right? Yeah, but uh, preferably in non-summer months would be. It's gonna get better. Yeah, I think we're done with the heat wave. No, you missed it. Yeah, I was. You missed the one seventeen, one eighteen. No, no, that was last week. I was here last week. Oh, you were. Yeah, that's right. I got here last Saturday. Keep in mind the temperatures that are reported come from the airport under the shade. Like really? actual temperatures on the street are insane hot. I wonder if you could get an app and just put your phone out there in the sun and let it blow up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll tell you how hot it gets and blows up. It's hot, guys. I'm missing a hand, but it's hot. <laughs> I heard that's how phones blow up. You leave yeah, them out in the sun. Really? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Whenever you feel your phone that is super hot, don't fucking touch stay it. Stay away from it. Maybe put it in the cooler. Keep it cool. No kidding. I forgot my iPhone. Uh, on the dash because I use it for GPS. I come back. I was afraid to get near it because I, I saw this video of cell phones blowing up and shit. The phone so will tell you too. Like it, if it's it shut down. Yeah, it wouldn't, it shut down, it wouldn't yeah. work. It was super hot. So I put it in the vent. I turned on the AC. I put the phone in slowly, and I let it sit there for like ten minutes. And I closed the <laughs> car door. I was afraid it was going to blow up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. That was I experienced something I've never experienced before yeah. last week, and that was I couldn't open the door because the handle was too hot. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't shit. touch it, so I like had to like 
use my shirt because the handle was too hot. Yeah. I've never experienced that before. And I'm from, like I said, I'm from Florida. Yeah. And I thought it was hot there, but this is nah, next they, level. This, this heat here is insufferable. Like, that's the word it's for it. It's pretty bad. Like, you ever sit in a car and you feel like death is, like, going to reach out behind you and just grab you? Like, that's yeah. how hot it gets. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so hot. And then what's yeah. worse is that fucking seatbelt metal, if it touches you. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, you're going to cook something for you sure. You can't even drive because the steering wheel's too hot. Yeah, man. Like, it, it's... Yeah. It's fucking heat, man. <laughs> my, we have this routine at the house. Before we leave the house, my Gotta wife... Turn it on. Turn well, the AC I, on. I, I, my wife goes in the car for 10 minutes. Oof. She likes the heat. She doesn't mind. She turns on the AC for me, and then I come out in 10 minutes. I'm a fucking diva. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> She likes it. She likes the heat. She loves the heat. I, I think she's insane because, like, we'll go out and I'm dying. And then she'll be like, this is great weather. I'm like, no, this is the worst I, weather. I, I can handle heat out of. Just, I cannot. Just because of the fact that I had to. But if I have the option not to, fuck the heat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can handle it, but, but I, nah. But at the same time, I, I can't handle the snow. I, have you ever lived somewhere? You live somewhere in the snow. When I was young, I lived in Delaware, and it snowed there. But the snow is the fucking yeah, worst. Snow, snow is worse. Like we we do some training camps in Milwaukee. Yeah, and it was negative four degrees. Negative four. I've never been yeah, around that. And Damn. that is, you know, like when you when you're out there for like the first. 20 seconds because your body heat is still on you yeah, it's yeah. okay but then as soon as the wind blows it off yeah it's it's crazy Bowling. like we yeah it's i mean we left i remember we left a gallon of water in the truck and we came out and it was frozen solid oh, oh shit a gallon of water in the truck. i was yeah that type of weather is like yeah yeah it's oh. pretty bad i would probably prefer the heat than that yeah. I think I prefer yeah. the heat than that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I've never lived in a really cold place, so I don't have any experience. Maybe you but... should, asshole. Maybe you'll learn something. <laughs> Grow up, be a man. <laughs> Shovel snow for a little bit. <laughs> Move to Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> I don't know, or man. Denver. I mean, I feel like you could just layer up. Like, you can't layer down in Vegas to the point of nudity. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's a good point. That is true. You know what I mean? That's why, see, that's why places like the bay area or california have so many people live there because yeah, it has amazing it's, weather it's, it's yeah. deliciously temperate like but then you have extreme. horrible traffic it's like if you mexicans mexicans lots of mexicans god damn it <laughs> <laughs> lots of mexicans but yeah like i moved from reno reno nevada and um oh where ken shembrock's from that's where he lives oh in reno yeah no kidding he has a big ass house out there Ken Shamrock uh, Yeah, is? I know a bunch of cable guys that would go to his house and do his cable when you it would have break like a down. Cable, cable guy uh, affiliation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're cable guy up north. Hey, brother. What's up, man? <laughs> no, like up, up there, the snow, it, it's it's horrible. When you have to leave, like I don't know if you ever experienced this when you were growing up in the snow, but when you have to go to work or school and you have to, you can't leave unless you shovel your way out. Right, right. I remember that. That sucks. Yeah, I'll stay yeah. in. I'll stay in. Yeah, I mean snow is well snow is bad because like you can't never really get good you can't never really get good looking. You know what I'm saying? You can't wear like nice clothes because Yeah. That's yeah, you true. know what I'm saying? Like and like everybody's car like they put salt on the roads and that salt like sticks to the car and it sticks to eats your clothes. Up yeah. You see the brown the yeah, brown it really, snow. Yeah, it eats up the rust yeah. and like yeah. So that's the problem. like when I'm in Milwaukee and like 
the stuff gets on my pants and like it's got it leaves stains all yeah. over your clothes and snow only looks nice when it the first day it snows and then after it's magical that, and yeah, whimsical after that brown brown and, and yeah. dirty oh. yeah yeah from the exhaust from cars it's yeah. disgusting I remember making snow, like, snowman and like it looks like there was shit on it <laughs> <laughs> snowman took a shit yeah. <laughs> shit smeared all over the snowman it's like a shit slushy everywhere you walk yeah it's fucking gross yeah I mean I I guess. Yeah, everything has its pros and cons, you know. At least you can look good while almost dying from heat stroke. You know Even what I mean? Even though I hate the heat, I choose I choose Vegas over choose Vegas? Yeah, I choose yeah. Vegas over it. I've thought about, I've thought about like, if I was to move somewhere, it'd probably be, like, Texas or something like that. Like, yeah. not not too hot, not too cold. Well, it's, uh, it gets hot. A little tornado here and there, Houston. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got family in Houston, and it gets it's humid out there. Yeah, it's yeah. hot in Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty humid out there, brother. I mean, I don't know what it's like, granted, but, I mean, are we going to compare Vegas heat to Houston heat? I mean... No, not really. No? No. No, because <laughs> it's dry heat, right? Yeah. So it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never experienced anything like this heat here. No. Yeah, not nah, especially this time around. I, I mean, I was here... I mean, I'm here a lot, you know, and, yeah. I, and when I was... When I filmed The Ultimate Fighter, uh, you know, 10 years ago... We filmed it during the summer. Yeah. I don't remember it being this hot. Yeah. That I mean, is kind of yeah. true. It has been ob- obnoxiously hot this year. It, this fucking heat wave yeah. has sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, last time we had a heat wave was, I think, 2013. Or I think mm-hmm. it was 2013. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Dude, speaking of the Ultima Fighter. Yeah, yeah, um, I just I just worked by the gym. Uh, we won't give out the location, but I just saw it. I saw the gym. Oh, the UFC? Yeah, UFC the UFC gym? training yeah. gym. Yeah. Oh, I saw it, and there was it was packed because tonight, as we speak right now, we might know already, like, who the winner of the Ultimate Fighter this season is. Oh, yeah. Right? Should, Can I we look, reveal should, it? Yeah, Should we I check it? Let me, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. We got Diego Lima and uh, JT. I forgot his last, last name. Thomas? Uh, uh, Jesse Taylor. Jesse Taylor. Jesse yeah. Taylor's his name. Yeah, Jesse Taylor. Both fucking beasts, dude. Yeah, uh, Diego Diego Lima is a teammate of mine. Oh, he's, is he? Yeah, he's a he's a top team guy yeah. from Atlanta. Oh wow! So yeah, they come down and train with us. I don't work with him, but they come down and train with us. I work with his coach. Yeah, every so often. His name is uh, Jucal. Yeah, but yeah, he's a teammate of mine. So so this whole season, my pick was Diego Lima, or the one he fought right before this fight, uh, the one that has like one tooth missing. Uh, I forgot his name. The Tom Galecchio. I think so. Yeah, he fought. He fought tonight too. He fought tonight he too, fight right? Tonight, yeah, yeah. He's like really good on the ground. Yeah, he actually did comedy on Tuesday. It um, LA for, he opened up for Adam. At LA Comedy Club. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, he's a really funny guy. I don't know if he does comedy, but he's a really funny guy. Wow. Like, just with his buddies. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how? how comedy is almost bridging into other things now like that's never yeah. happened before oh yeah like comedy has always been like this you, you just brought group. this up the other day yeah, on I, the was like, I, I found it unique how you have such a select group of people in comedy in the beginning right it was From always, all walks now it's like and they're funny from like all walks of life yeah from all walks of life and I think the internet has a lot to do with it. It does. It does. Yeah. I think comedy right now, is huge right comedy now. Comedy is a giant yeah. thing right now. You know, like in the 80s, the, the golden years of comedy, they say, and then in the 90s, it kind of died down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when the comedy clubs started. Mm-hmm. The 80s. Yeah. They yeah, started yeah, booming yeah. everywhere. People that's, started that noticing. Was the, that was the big first boom, and that's where you get all the big guys 
that we know now, but yeah, because you had like vaudeville that you yeah. know in yeah, the yeah, 60s, yeah like a variety 40s, show type 30s, of thing yeah. yeah and he had people like buzz freeman from the improv he used to like the improvs the comedy clubs they didn't start off with comedy they i saw this documentary with the, about the improv it was musical acts magicians yeah, uh, one, yeah. yeah and a little bit of comedy eventually he saw the richard Pryor's, yeah. george carlin's and they became just strictly comedy yeah. clubs you know now it's not only like the Think about it. The biggest podcast on earth is what? A comedy podcast, Joe Rogan. I mean, it's yeah. you know, talk, but he's a comedian. Yeah. Then you have... Uh, is pod- he the biggest one now? I'd say he's probably like the biggest... If not up there, right? He's up there. He's up I'm there I'm pretty sure he passed Mark Marin already. And that's another comedy one. Exactly. But if you think about like podcasting in general, it's yeah. almost been... Not exclusively, but a big part of it. Podcasting has grown because of comedy. Yeah. And that's kind of why more people know about it than ever. Yeah. And that's awesome. I mean, we've got all kinds of people doing comedy now, and it only helps comedy, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you get different point of views. You get different life experiences. You get cable guys. You get cable guys, <laughs> fighters, the occasional baby rape uh, joker guy. Oh, you know? strippers. <laughs> strippers. I, there's a lot of strippers stars. in Vegas that are comedians yeah. now. Uh, I mean, porn stars. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of porn stars that are comedians now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's dick-sucking jokes are on point. Probably not the best one. Like, <laughs> probably the ones are definitely over the hill. But, <laughs> but yeah. They can't suck dick anymore, so they got to oh, eat dicks on stage. I'm pretty sure. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, being a comedian, like, you guys are... You know, legit comedians. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, thanks for calling us legit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Finally, some legitimized. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, I still have my day job. Roberto, he has his own company, the graphic design yeah. studio. And, but, like, honestly, anybody that gets up on stage and they do comedy, they're comedians. Legit comedians, because you have the balls to get up on stage. And Rogan talks about this too, because there's Does a he lot say of that really. Yeah, he said a, if you, if you get on stage yeah. and make people laugh, you're a comedian. You're a comedian. You've there's, done it. Look, there's YouTube comedians. They're not stand-up comedians, but they're comedians. They have the title comedian. There's yeah. comedian has a lot of different uh, branches, I would say, or like just like MMA, you have you have boxing, you have grappling, you have wrestling. Right, right, right. Comedians. So I guess it's like saying that we're, you're a fighter, whether you box, different, or do MMA. Exactly. Different exactly. Yeah. And it's like, for example, you have somebody that does improv. They're comedians. They make people laugh on stage. Are they? But the, are they the category stand up? Well, no, because they're not doing stand up material, right right? right? right. So then you have, let's say, like a Will Ferrell. Who's to say a Will Ferrell is not a comedian? Is he a stand up? Well, no, he's not a stand up. But he's a comedian actor. actor. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like. Like, like what I what I always tell people too. Like, like even if somebody is just starting, I mean, I'm only I'm barely going on six years. Look, if you if you feel like an imposter in comedy, then that means you're a comedian. <laughs> that means you're a comedian. Yes. That means you made it. <laughs> because that means that you have <laughs> made it. Yeah, yeah, I made it. Yeah, that's a good thing, bro. Yeah. You know, like because you got guys that are delusional doing comedy that have no idea they bombed and they're just eating a bag of dicks and then they they Killed like it. like what happened Crushed last week it. what happened with the guy last week that everybody was talking shit about him from LA 
Oh yeah, some guy went up there and he was he was being a pretentious asshole off stage or something, talking shit to other comics, talking shit to other comics about how he's the best. And then he goes up there wearing eats, sunglasses the whole time, eats a freshly roasted bag of dicks, just eats it in front of. And this was at the South Point, a South Point casino, in front of like three hundred people. Ooh. Yeah, he eats it big, and then in his he mind just, he thought he didn't bomb. Yeah, really? Yeah, there's the and that's dude. I don't know if it's like only in comedy, but there's a lot of those people. Like yeah, they really don't they don't get it. A co- comedy attracts all walks of life. Yeah, just like it attracts a, a regular. But you, you do have to have some kind of delusional epitaph to the way you think to we'll say at, I'm funny. Well, look at the guy in a way. Tino like, I'm not, huh? Look at the guy Tino kicked. Raid Zone, the guy that got kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, yeah. guy goes on First Friday, which is tonight. First Friday, he goes to downtown. They have a big old art district, food food carts, it's like a and festival all this. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he goes out there, just stands there with with the keyboard, Casio keyboard. He wears all these wacky hats, a tinfoil hat, and all this stuff. In his mind, he thinks he's making people laugh, but. No. You could look him up on YouTube, type in Raid Zone. There, people record him and put his name up, especially after the kick. He got famous. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he's very delusional. He would come to open mics. He's not allowed anymore because after the kick, yeah, they, they're like, that's, you're done. He got kicked out of the comedy Pretty scene. much. <laughs> he still goes to a few, but, yeah. you know, like, but yeah, like when you say you guys are legit comedians, like from the moment you start doing comedy, in my opinion... And and it comes down to you know, first of all, comedy is is uh, subjective. True, it, it, true. you know what I mean. True. It's a one subjective art form where the the response is immediate. Like how you said, you know you're good or not in MMA, mm-hmm. and you're going to find out. Yeah, like comedy is kind of the same thing, not to the extent of, of physically getting you know raid zone to the floor, but <laughs> <laughs> but but if you fuck up, you know it. Yeah. yeah, and if you do good, you know yeah. it. Yeah, there's it's subjective to a degree. I like to think about it because, yeah. like, if you look at like a modern artist and they just yeah. splatter paint and like that's the most subjective thing ever. But oh, that's art, right? Right. Yeah. It's, like, right. it's purely subjective, right? See, you, you don't get that same instant response like in comedy. Right. Yeah. See, like when I started the first episode of Thanks for the Invite was in 2013. I was doing. I had barely moved to Vegas in 2012, barely a year in, in comedy. I was barely trying to get my foot in the door. You could, the listeners could hear that first and second episode. I'm, I'm, I had this guy named Buya, great dude that took me in in Vegas, comedian and Gabe Gabe Nolasco. They, these two guys in in Vegas, they took me in. They don't live here no more. They moved, but they're already in the club scene, and they took me in. They got me my first guest spot. You know, they put me, got me my foot in the door. I was barely doing open mics, right? But you could hear me in the beginning of the podcast. I was trying to get my foot in the club. Now, here we are uh, four years later. I do open mic still, but now I only do it when I go work out new material. Yeah. Because now that I got my foot in the in the door at the clubs, I'm, I'm making money and stuff. But I, I haven't got to that point where I'm like, I'm going to quit my day job and go live off of comedy. Because at the same time, bro, I see comedians that come in every week. Every week it's a feature and a headliner come in, sometimes guest spots from LA or on the road. And bro, you got comedy, you got to get into it because of the love of the art, not for the money cuz there's yeah. zero money. Yeah. I see these guys when they come to Vegas, it's their rewards. 
because this whole time they're going on the road in shitty Winnemucca, Nevada, fucking buttfuck Idaho somewhere. It's a real place. And little <laughs> 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 these little shitty bars, barely making barely making a living. Yeah, dude. I know scraping along. I know man. several comics that have been on this podcast that don't have a home. Wow, they live on the road. It's no rough. shit, chasing the dream. See, yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough, that's rough. Bro. It's so rough. That's why I'm. I like, mean, but that's, but like this is very similar to fighting, though. I mean, it's very similar. Like, yeah, I always tell fighters, don't get in this for money. Really, like, you yeah. gotta love it first. Yeah, and it's gonna take a while, and you're gonna get your heart broken and your arm broken. Yeah, the comedy, the worst that could happen is your feelings get hurt. <laughs> Nobody laughs. You get at embarrassed me. in front of a few people. Wow, that's crazy. I, I, yeah, you know what? That's why I love the Ultimate Fighter because it brings reality. Like a lot of these guys are barely making it, man. Yeah, well, I got the result. I don't know. Should I say them? Should yeah, I tell yeah. you? Let's, let's yeah. say because this podcast is going to be uploaded in two days anyway. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. so um. Jesse Taylor won. He beat Diego Lima. By how? Uh, rear naked choke round <gasps> two. Oh, shit. Yeah. I had a feeling, dude. This guy has this amazing strength. Yeah, he's a strong Holy he's a strong shit. wrestler. Damn. It's a crazy story for Jesse Taylor. He went to the fina- finals on the Ultimate Fighter like 10 years ago. Yeah. And he got kicked off because the night before he was going to, or the, the night when he knew he was the finalist at the Palms Casino, he got really drunk and partied. He got caught in surveillance camera like talking shit to limo drivers and staff where it got back to Dana White and Dana White said, you know, you're not ready for this. You know, you're, this is, you're, you're not ready for the oh, big life. I, you know what? I remember that. Remember man. that? I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, that happened to him. Yeah. For sure that happened to him. He got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> at the party. Yeah. <laughs> at the party. <laughs> yeah, dude. The and after party. <laughs> 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 it's like he, he was going to have a surprise birthday party and he got uninvited from his own party. Damn, <laughs> you know? drama. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he, he, uh, that's why this season of The Ultimate Fighter was called Redemption. It's a bunch of fighters that came back that were in pre- previous seasons, like even Diego Lima. He lost in the, in the finale also. Um, so this is second loss in finale, but he's a fucking beast also, man. So, but, I mean, obviously getting into the fight game is, you know, extremely hard like what happens to these guys that don't make it like that's it like that's it well you know the thing is and, and this fighters have to be careful and this is a little different from comedy that i have to say is it you know when you're doing comedy you're just you know you're telling jokes and you're but well, fighters train a lot mm-hmm. and fighters have a hard time of accepting the fact that they're not going to make it so they spend all day not working or maybe working these you know bullshit jobs and they're training all day for a dream that they're never going to achieve so they're wasting a lot of time training, except instead of like building valuable skills in life. You wow, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's tougher for them. You know, I think in comedy, like you can do anything and still be, you know, still do comedy. Yeah. You, know, you can go to school and you could be, of you know, course. You, as long as you write every day or practice and hit the open mic and practice your craft. But fighters spend a lot of time like in the gym training and they're no good, but they're still spending that time and wasting a lot of time on it. So they, yeah. that's why that's where it's a little difficult for them true it's definitely true i mean i think that's with all i I wouldn't necessarily it's it's almost like the the parallel of all creative fields like if it's something that you really want to do it's never just given to you you know you really have to you you gotta you really have shortcuts yeah there's no shortcuts for anything yeah you gotta hustle yeah but the reality of life is like sometimes you know you gotta understand where your feet are planted yeah yeah, and i think i've seen that like yeah 
even in my own career field as a designer and as an artist, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Like, it's really fucking hard to say, pay me money to create and draw things. Because you got a thousand other people saying, I could do better than this guy. Yeah. For cheaper. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and that's yeah. a big problem in my industry uh, is the, the, the bar of entry is non-existent, right? Anyone can call themselves... Uh, an artist or a designer and mm-hmm. and say they can do the work the the good ones that end up making career out of it stick to their guns and make good work but mm-hmm. it it's almost like like you said there's a delusion of grandeur these guys have that it's like yeah you're not good like yeah I, you know some somebody's got to show up and be like be the asshole today and like yeah you is there suck. a lot of theft in, in graphic design oh my god dude like, you know like your, your comedy i've had my design stolen plenty yeah. of times yeah oh yeah, yeah. i remember oh, i remember you made this this design i had one guy um he wanted a favor right he wanted uh he had, he's like oh can you do this t-shirt design for me and and this was me fresh face i didn't know and like i was just starting uh-huh. he's like oh you know i got like a hundred thousand followers and it'll be great exposure when someone offers you exposure he's a piece of shit Mm. You know what I mean? If they're not willing yeah. to, to, to give you your money for your time, then yeah. really what they're trying to do is extort you in a way. Wow. So I didn't know that. I'm like, cool. I do the design, right? I didn't do a contract or anything. And like a few months later, some guy hits me up on my page like, hey, you need to remove this from your page. Like I have the copyright to this. Oh, wow. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what? Yeah. what? And the guy's like, yeah, I bought this for... I bought this for like several thousand dollars from this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I did it. Like yeah. I showed him the proof. He's like, oh shit, we both got fucked. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The guy basically took that and sold the image rights, which technically never had. Yeah. For like three grand or some shit like that. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So he kind of fucked us both over. It, and it's very common. Very yeah. common. People just rip your shit and say it's theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be really fucking careful. It's wow, like joke. Dude. Joke thieves. Yeah. Gotta At least with the graphic chest. design, you could actually copyright shit. You can't copyright a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, heard that's a, I heard that's like the worst. Yeah, like, it's like stealing somebody's joke. Ugh, yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. I heard that's the worst thing you could do, but like, yeah, that to me, it sounds You become disgusting. a pariah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I just recently got my joke stolen, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you were going to say something, brother? Yeah, I got to get, get out of here. You got to get out of here. Yeah, huh? I got to get out of here. I was, Calling me, yeah, bro. All right, brother. Can I just ask you real quick? Yeah, sure. In 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 martial arts, what about theft? Can people steal moves? Like steal moves? Yeah. You know the thing. The thing on martial arts is that's okay. Okay. It's actually oh, it's not like a taboo thing. Like I invented mm. that fucking choke. Yeah. Nah. You know what? Like when somebody like invents a choke and they name it something, you know, that's what it is. And like you then get everybody by the name. can do it. Yeah. Okay. Then mm. anybody can do it. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like in, in martial arts, like if you. Because there's a lot, been a lot of moves, like, you know, like a Darsh choke or, you know, these crazy different moves. Yeah. Like, anybody can do them at that point. So, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no, like, there's no real. It's kind of yeah. hard to copyright movement. You know? Yeah. What I, mean? yeah like, I mean, you can't really say, oh, well, I, I invented that. I mean, you can say that, but maybe like, somebody if, probably did it before. So, you can't right. really. Or, or for, for example, like, let's say the Gracies, right? They created Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, right? Like mm-hmm. not jujitsu itself, but yeah, but Gracie jujitsu. That Gracie term, jujitsu, yeah. but really, it's an open, it's open to anyone, right? Yeah. I mean, they could just use it. Well, really, like in in Brazil, it was called jujitsu, and yeah. then when it came here, it was called Brazilian jujitsu. Then yeah. the Gracies wanted to separate themselves from everybody and just call mm-hmm. it Gracie jujitsu. Ah, I got you. So let, let's take a quick snap. Yeah, yeah, quick yeah, picture. For sure. Go for it, baby. 
I was texting Lizzie. We all in here? My hat's on fire right now. <laughs> Your hat's on fire. <laughs> Thank you, baby. I Go left on, my brother. head on that chair and I put it back on, dude. <laughs> it's fucking burning. You cooked my head. Thank wow. You, <laughs> Um, so Dean I know you gotta take off brother So where can people find you In your podcast Yeah my podcast is called The Morning Wood Show With D's Nuts It's myself and Tyron Woodley The UFC welterweight champion Nice um, But also my social media I cool. got uh, it's everything At Dean Thomas Or you know Monday, Wednesday and Friday I, And I always tell them I gotta start plugging this Monday, Wednesday and Friday um, I'm on the ESPN West Palm And you can find us On the ESPN app on that so. Oh cool man Oh yeah. wow that's dope man And And uh Please, listeners, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, please hit up Dean. Let him know you heard him on the podcast. And this is the second time. Last time we had a, a over like kind of like a Skype over Facebook Messenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the signal faded, but it was still a great episode. So, dude, thank you so much, man. For no, thank you for dude. having me, man. Thank I, you for your time, listen, man. man yeah. When I come out here to, to Vegas, man, I expect to come out here and do this again. Let's do it. This yeah, again. Man, yeah, this it was fun, fun, man. Yeah. I, I, I want to do this again. Yeah, man. I want to introduce you to the other podcasts out here, too, as well. So, yeah. yeah thank man. you, brother. Orozco Design. OrozcoDesignStudio.com at Berto Last for All Things Comedy. Fuck yeah. And everybody go to Freddy Korea. You can find all my social media on there. And please give us a five-star review and say fuck you. All right, Peace. We're Peace. Out. Bitch. <laughs>